Do you have a cannabis business? Do you want it to grow? AvivaSpectrum.com is the only way to go. To automate accounting, track and trace, Aviva Spectrum's the only way. The compliance experts you're looking for, trusted advisors, and so much more. Hello, everyone. This is Sonia Luna here at Aviva Spectrum uh, wanting to um, give you an update on some of the sale trends that I'm seeing, both with uh, data provided by Headset. Uh, It's a well-known data analytics uh, software product that uh, ties into point-of-sale systems, but also from BDS Analytics and the impact on some of the taxes that I'm noticing in terms of a shift for certain clients in the retail space as well as manufacturing. Most of you uh, have already been aware of a spike in sales because of COVID when California decided to shut down midway in March of 2020. There was an influx of sales compared to prior periods, meaning the following uh, the prior year, Certain retailers had increases of 50%, um, well above 10%, some of them 100% compared to the prior period of that same time in March. Since then, there was a steady smaller increase compared to prior weeks and also different types of increases in terms of the category. Most of them were dealing with edibles. So what we know now is at 420, there was another spike that we saw because it is one of the largest cannabis holidays that everybody celebrates uh, that's a consumer or uh, a well-tied-in person into the cannabis community. And 420 did have a spike. Um, However, when you compare California, certain cities within California, especially those with high tourism Let's just take San Francisco, let's take Los Angeles, um, San Diego. What we noticed was there was a slight uptick for that, but not in comparison to what they were hoping to achieve, meaning the forecasted prediction for 2020. So what I'm getting at is we had, as an industry, predicted an increase in sales much higher than what we actually achieved for 420 holiday. So the week prior to the holiday and the week of the holiday, we noticed a few items. One, yes, we did see an overall increase, but it was nowhere near what we had predicted as a group we would be at. So there was an actual shortfall of about 5 to 8%, depending on the different data sets that we were looking at. Number two, we also noticed that the days of the week consumers were buying which traditionally pre-COVID would happen on the weekend. Let's take Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, Now, other days of the week, Monday through Thursday, and also different times, usually in the evening, consumers were getting their product moving, shifting, not only keeping it on the weekend, but actually adding to it different days of the week, Monday through Thursday. Most of them were in the afternoon. 
What that means in terms of consumption and running your retail store or manufacturing facilities that you know that now consumers have um, better delivery options. Um, we've noticed a big trend there that retail licenses that let's say had retail only were now offering curbside. Um, some of them were, you know, soliciting their local jurisdiction to allow them to add a delivery license, um, knowing that COVID uh, is still impacting most communities even today. And here we are in September. Um, you know, people aren't sending their kids to school for most of California that we're aware of. There's still not a hybrid solution. Um, and the reason why edibles as a product line is becoming popular is it's the, uh, in my opinion, the least noticeable way to consume versus smoking, uh, taking flour or using a vape. Um, in addition, the cost has gone down dramatically with most edibles now that have other options into gummies, et cetera. What I wanted to talk about was not only the shift in terms of days of the week, but also the percentages compared to last year. Now that we don't have the amount of unemployment um, being provided at the federal level to um, different people who have been impacted by COVID, meaning they're unemployed right now, um, we are starting to see a shift of decreased sales. And I mention this because as retailers, I think some people, when they get put in a position of a unknown, and COVID definitely is an unknown. Uh, in other words, we have not had a playbook per se of how to navigate through this COVID pandemic, but most of us have figured out how to alter our current strategies and implement new strategies or edited strategies into the marketplace. Um, what I'm mentioning here is the grasp of getting new market share. What I've noticed most recently is if a retailer had not had a good outreach program, let's say to veterans or seniors, Okay, developing that strategy and executing on that strategy is going to be hypercritical. What I've mentioned to certain clients of ours right now, COVID is not about how much money you can make, is how are you going to survive when the next economic outbreak or downturn comes about? So now's a great time to get the team together to figure out the type of class of consumers that you have, number one. Number two, figuring out an outreach program to augment and leverage other types of classes of consumers, like I mentioned, veterans and seniors. And veterans um, have support groups. There's some great chapters um, that have group therapy sessions. Most of them obviously are online. Conducting an outreach program where you can actually offer um, a way to give education-based marketing to those groups online is probably one of the best ways to not only brand yourself, but also offer a humanized way of connecting with that new market that you're trying to enter into. Seniors have been traditionally the fastest growing and the biggest population, if you think about the baby boomers as a whole, they're just a bigger population. 
compared to any other generation, right? Nobody's having five kids anymore. We're having 2.5 kids. And my point in bringing that up is this is a golden opportunity to figure out what kind of education-based marketing strategies could be facilitated at either a convalescent home, assisted living, memory care facilities, et cetera. And most people understand that there might be some gatekeepers that might prevent you from getting into those type of facilities. And for every no that you get, you might get three no's or 10 no's, but you might get one that says yes or maybe, right? My point is persistence is key. And getting new consumers in these different categories like veterans and seniors that I just mentioned is going to be probably one of the most revealing strategies for your organization. Revealing meaning if you went back to your partners or let's say your original investors and you say to them, hey, look, COVID had a huge impact. This is what happened with sales. But by the way, these were the trials that we tried out to implement an outreach program with veterans and seniors. I'll tell you what, from an investor standpoint, which I am an investor in cannabis brands and uh, businesses, I get more comfort that the leadership understands that we're in a unique scenario right now. And they're at least trying to identify how they're going to grow their market share, regardless of COVID, right? This is going to be a defining moment for most management team members of how are they going to implement and augment strategies that they had pre-COVID to in a COVID era. Now, one tip that I want to give you that I think is a fabulous tip uh, for those of you trying to enter into, let's say, the senior market, which is, again, one of the fastest growing markets to consume cannabis. Offering some type of free training that resonates with them, such as a training on how to use Zoom or how to use FaceTime or tips and tricks using FaceTime, right? That type of training, if you were to have a class, a Zoom class, and imagine you are already wearing your branded hat, T-shirt, and other accessories behind you, even though you might be a retail store um, that is down the street, you're not offering them education based on the products you're selling. You're offering them education on computers, social media, something that they already feel like they lack. And I think you're going to have a higher prospective client base where you're offering something of service and high value that they want, and you're starting to create that connection. Okay. The other method that I wanted to mention that I've, I've seen rarely implemented. So let's say you have an education-based marketing system that you've created to target veterans and seniors. The follow-up strategies are super critical. So let's say you have a marketing event. Follow-up such as phone calls and note cards, meaning a handwritten small little note card, are probably the most underutilized methods of following up after an event. I can't tell you the impact to both of those groups goes off the chart, meaning 
the bonding, the connection, the um, authenticity, right, goes through the roof that, hey, I actually care about you and not so much the sale from you. I recommend that you guys try a note card strategy and try it for 30 days. Set a goal. For example, I have a goal. Every week I want to have at least 10 note cards that I'm setting out. And my thought process is I'm sending things out into the universe that I know eventually will come back to me twofold, threefold, et cetera, because I am not doing those note cards just to get a deal. I'm doing those note cards because I'm trying to send my authentic self, my loving self, my pure self to that other person. And I genuinely want to connect. That is my goal. It's not to, Hey, let's work together and let's see if I can carve out some type of deal. I truly feel that since I've done that and implemented that I've gotten better, authentic responding emails, even though I give them a note card, I've gotten emails from people saying, Sonia, I'm thank you so much for sending that note card. It brightened their day because I had something genuine to share or compliment them on. I hope this podcast helps you understand the impact of cannabis sales, a few targeted strategies that I think you should consider implementing and some of the tactics that you can strive for and goal setting sessions that I think you and your team can take away from this session, this current podcast, and hopefully you guys implement some type of note card strategy as a follow-up strategy. If you have any questions on accounting issues, tax, feel free to get a complimentary analysis from us at Aviva Spectrum by emailing us at info at avivaspectrum.com. Have a great day.